Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Your holster is way more important than you think it is. It's just way more important than you think it is. What, look, and I get that. The holster's not the sexy part of carrying firearms, right? You want to talk about your weapon and your ammunition. You, you want to talk about your safety training. You want to talk about how you did at the range. Oh, look at my groups. I was doing these failure drills today. And all that stuff's really important. I mean, really, really important. I'm not discounting that. But I've known so many people who do all those things. They take all the necessary steps. And then they carry with a holster they bought from a big box hunting store that was made a thousand at a time. Please, don't put your life in one of those holsters. You need to trust Northwest Retention Systems because it's all custom-made gear. It's the only thing I carry around. NWRetention.com. That's NWRetention.com. Use the promo code JESSE. Get you 10% off. This is the Jesse Kelly Show.
there is one thing about power that is an absolute guarantee. Absolute guarantee 100% of the time when it comes to power. You know what that thing is? We will get to that in just a few. We're going to get to Trump purging an advisory board, one-third of small businesses closing. We're going to get to a date in a cemetery and a remote-controlled machine gun. Michael Malice today going to be talking to us about anarchy and why he's an anarchist. Selena Zito is going to give us the what's what on what people actually believe as far as the election goes. Because I have no, I have numbers here, and they are shocking. They shocked me. Shocked me. But first, allow us to go to a tiny town in Tennessee called Athens. You see, you and I for the most part, have certain notions about the way things work in the world, about who the good guys are and who the bad guys are, don't we? We grew up reading books, watching TV. I don't know about you. My kids are taught to thank police officers on the way by. Obviously, that's not a all cops are saintly gods thing. It's just a... These are the men who serve and protect. Most of the time, cops and I see eye to eye on things. They're my kind of people, and I appreciate people who wade through the muck all day and then have everybody judge them for it from the stands, from the cheap seats. I have an appreciation for that. But be prepared right now to root against the cops. You see, this was the situation in Athens, Tennessee, in the 30s and 40s. It was traditionally a Republican area. Republican area. However, the 1930s saw the rise of FDR, and when you have a political phenom like he was, even though I can't stand him, and you have a political phenom like FDR was, It's going to raise all the boats. It's that rising tide. And so we were getting Democrats elected in parts of the country where Democrats hadn't been elected before. And if there's one thing Democrats do now and have always done really, really well, that's corruption. Democrats do the party boss corruption thing Really well. They've done it since before Tammany Hall. Everybody knows the stories. And let me explain something to you about corruption when it comes to politics, local politics, because this probably matters for your city, county, state, even though we don't talk too much local politics on the show. You have people who control much of what's around you, and unless you're politically involved, you oftentimes don't know who they are. Lots of the time, it's not the mayor or the city councilman or the sheriff. It's the big political 
bundler guy who gathers all the campaign donations, who everybody owes a favor to, who owe, who knows dirt on other people. I'm going to tell you a great story today later on the show about political dirt. I'm going to have to use some false names on this story. This is a very real story I'm going to tell you, but I'm going to give you a huge example of how this works later on. But for now, just know, Tennessee, there's a man by the name of E.H. Crump. He has taken over this area. We're just going to focus on Athens and the county surrounding it for the time being. And when I say he's taken it over, this is what I mean. I mean he runs Everything. If you want to be mayor, E.H. Crump is the man you walk into. And if he doesn't want you to be mayor, you won't be mayor. If you want this elected position, that elected position, if you want this good paying city job or that good paying county job, you will go to E.H. Crump. He is the kingmaker's kingmaker. As long as you are on his good side, life is good for you. If you are on his bad side, well, let's put it this way. Bad for you doesn't really describe it. Yes, it could be bad for you as in you lose your seat in office. It also could be bad for you as in you will die. Because E.H. Crump has taken political corruption to a level we don't often see in the United States of America. And thank the good Lord on high for that. He chooses... The sheriff as well, an elected position. Elected, though, is a strong, strong way to put it. Tell me if tell me if any of this story sounds familiar today. When I say elected, obviously they're going to collect the votes. It's a countywide vote for sheriff. There are about 7,000 people in Athens itself, but countywide vote for sheriff. But how they collect the votes is this. The sheriff's deputies... They are the ones who really watch the polls. Once they collect all the votes at the polls, the sheriff's deputies take all the boxes and haul them down to the county jail where they count the votes in secret. If the opposing party tries to poll watch down there, they are oftentimes thrown out by the deputies, even sometimes arrested for being, and I quote, troublemakers. And miraculously, every time one of these elections happens, E.H. Crump's guy gets elected. But wait, there's more. Remember we talked about violence? Oh, there was violence. You see, the sheriff may have been elected. The deputies are just chosen by the sheriff. They're deputized. You know, you've seen the Old West. It's time to make you a deputy. We're forming a posse. No different here. Except the deputies don't get paid. So why would anybody want to be a deputy? Well, here's the thing about it. If you're a deputy at this time in this place, it actually paid quite well. You got paid on arresting people. Yes, that's right. There was a system where you got paid for arresting people. They would round up anybody they could find and arrest them. In fact, the sheriffs in this particular county would routinely 
pull over buses that were just passing through, step on board the bus and grab people off of it and arrest them just to get paid. But it actually even gets worse than that. You see, that'll get you an official paycheck. Oh, here you go, Sheriff's Deputy. Uh, Good work. You arrested uh, 50 people last weekend. Let's give you a nice check here. You know what pays even better than that? Rich people who pay to not get arrested. You see, they're running moonshine through here. They're gambling through here. Legitimate businesses are happening through here. And these sheriff's deputies and the sheriff himself, who was a man named Cantrell, they are the terrorists of this area. It is straight out of the movies. May I come in? Hey, this is a nice shop you got here. Do you have that envelope I told you I needed? Because it'd be a real shame if something happened to this shop later on and or something happened to you personally. These men would beat you. These men would kill you. All right, I have political dirt to share. Trump firing people. And a remote-controlled machine gun, and we'll continue this story. Hang on. Missed out? Catch up. JesseKellyShow.com How much do you know about the CBD industry? I know you're probably educated at least somewhat on CBD now because of all the ways people are using it. But how much do you know about this specific company or that specific company? The answer is nothing. It's the same as my answer. I'm not judging you. But doctors trusted CBD company. They do. What they did was they researched the entire industry so they could make sure they're working with the best, highest quality CBD exclusively. That's why they work with Be Best Organics, which is made in America. Be Best Organics, their full-spectrum CBD, get this, every batch is tested. Not once a year, not once a month, every single batch is tested. Go to DoctorsTrustedCBD.com. That's DoctorsTrustedCBD.com. Use the promo code JESSE. That actually gets you free shipping and 10% off. Jaw-dropping numbers when it comes to what people think about this election. Political scandal. And a remote-controlled machine gun, but still. Back to Athens, Tennessee. Well, things are ugly there. But it's actually worse than all that as well. You see, Athens, Tennessee, because it's a rural place, and Tennessee has always had this thing. And full disclosure, I will be honest with you right now. I am extremely biased when I talk about Tennessee because I love Tennessee. When I was a kid, we used to drive down there and we'd go fishing. I learned how to swim in the state of Tennessee. Granted, learned how to swim is a nice way of saying my father threw me off a boat. But I swam for the first time in Tennessee, and it was amazing. 
The Smoky Mountains are beautiful. The barbecue's great. The accents are awesome. The people are friendly. I just, I love Tennessee. I actually almost moved there before I moved to Texas. So I'm biased, but I love Tennessee and I love the Tennessee spirit. And the Tennessee spirit has generally been one of military service. And that's their entire history. Uh, Davy Crockett just flat out packed up his stuff and came to Texas just because they love to fight. And he were, they were all about that liberty stuff. Military service has always been big there. And in this place, in this area, virtually all the young men joined the cause when it came to World War II. You were a man of age. World War II breaks out. This is Tennessee, baby. Let's go rock and roll. Time to kill some Nazis. Time to kill some Japanese. Let's do it. Well, they head off to war. They head off to war. And by now, it's well known in this area how dirty and corrupt it is. You can't win an election. You can't conduct your business without bribing people. And it actually gets worse for the GIs because the GIs are coming home on leave, sometimes permanently. They are on occasion being assaulted. On other occasions, they're being shot. Two GIs come home and they're being shot by these dirty deputies who run the town as if it's the mafia. And the deputies they're getting now are actually worse than they were before the war because during the war, the young men, the young capable men who you'd want being your sheriff's deputies, well, they're all gone. So the sheriff, Cantrell, is actually deputizing criminals, handing them a badge, letting them run rampant. And it's now known everywhere. This is a dirty, dirty place. And when I say everywhere, understand this. Everywhere. FDR's own Department of Justice investigated the corruption in this area multiple times and chose not to take action. I'm sure that didn't have anything to do with E.H. Crump being the man who actually brought this area in the fold for FDR. You see, E.H. Crump was the king around here. E.H. Crump, at this point, and we'll get to this later, he calls the governor of Tennessee on the phone, and he tells him what he's going to do. That's how powerful it is. Well, a couple vets come home. They get shot. Now this word spreads rapidly amongst the other GIs, amongst the other troops from this area. We're talking Pacific Marines, Army guys fighting in North Africa, and this is rural Tennessee. Most of these guys, when they joined, they weren't scrambling eggs. They're putting rounds down range. They're killing a lot. They're watching their friends be killed. And now they're hearing about their brothers from their hometown getting shot by corrupt sheriff deputies when they go home. Oh, that's not going to stand. The troops start coming home and they're extremely angry and it gets even worse from there. The sheriff's deputies are taking what was called muster pay from the returning troops. You would return home 
the Army, the Marine Corps would stroke you a check for your service. Thanks for joining. Appreciate it. Deputy, they know where you live. They know you just got out. Hey, you're under arrest unless you'd like to hand over that $100 check you just got. The veterans begin to get angry. They join together. And a vet by the name of Knox Henry decides, I'm running against Sheriff Cantrell in the next election. He's not actually running as a, de- as a Republican. He's running as a straight-up reform candidate. That's how bad it was. I'm not even a Republican. I'm just the one running to stop this corruption. We are leading up to the election And it's starting to get very tense in the area. Veterans from other counties are coming to help, coming to stand in as poll watchers to make sure the election can't be rigged. E.H. Crump also controls the local newspaper in this town, which prints, prints off whatever he tells them to print off. And even that's not working. The citizens are all behind the veterans The sheriffs are the bad guys. They are. Crump begins deputizing even more criminals, brings in 200 of them from all over, outside of the state. Come in. We need you to be a poll watcher. Here's a badge. Here's a gun. Now you can arrest somebody. And it looks like it's going to be a really tense election day because you have a bunch of veterans who take no crap And they decide they're going to watch the polls, too. Now, we need to pause for a brief moment in our story today. I'm going to tell you a brief side story about me because I want you to understand something about the mentality of veterans, especially grunts. You change when you go to war. You have to change. In order to change from being the person you are now to being somebody who can pick up a weapon and shoot someone in the face, you have to make adjustments because you don't want to be that guy now in your daily life. And I don't want you to be. You have to adjust mentally. And then when you get back, like it or not, it takes time to adjust back. Some guys, sadly, can never do it. But it takes time. When I got back from combat, I went back to work in construction, got out of the Marine Corps, went back to work in construction. We were doing a project in Arizona. I'm not going to name the town. We're doing a construction project in Arizona. And you know, I hate thieves, right? I hate them. We had these big boxes where they were Connex boxes. They were called just, it's a big metal box where at the end of the day, you would put all of your valuables, all your pieces of machinery, shovels, whatever, whatever isn't tied down is going to get stolen. So you throw your things in the Connex box, shut it and lock it at the end of a day. Well, we had a bunch of thefts pop up. You see, we had some semi-pros in the area. They could cut through our Connex box. They were cutting through and they were stealing our things. What's a normal human reaction to somebody stealing your things? A normal human reaction in everyday life is pick up the phone and call the police. That's what you would do, right? And you should. I'm not telling you to do otherwise. That's what you would do. You would pick up the phone 
and you would file a police report, maybe ask somebody to come out, take some pictures, see if they have any suspects. That would, that's what you would do. You want to know what I would do? Hang on. You're never completely ready to adopt a teen. For late nights writing English papers. For your teen's music taste. For dinners, where they talk more on their phone than with you. For the first time, they call you mom. You're never completely ready to adopt a teen, and you can't imagine the reward. To learn more about adopting a teen, visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Part-time job, full-time hustle, all-time Shiro to all of us. You nurture, we listen. You teach, we thrive. You lift our spirits, but we've got to lay down the truth. It's time for you, our Shiro, to stretch for the stars. Start saving more for retirement now so you can feel prepared and live your life to the fullest. Get free tips to help boost your retirement savings now at aceyourretirement.org Shiro. A message brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Man, these, these poll results just stun me. Remote control machine guns, Trump firing people, Tennessee dates, and a tale of political corruption outside of this one, a personal tale. But first, back to me before I get back to our story. You know what my solution was? Walked in my dad's office. And I told him, no, it's okay. I'll just... I'm going to get a couple weapons and go hide in the Connex box and I'll kill them when they come back and do it again. This is a real conversation I had. I was a few months out of combat, a few months back, and I didn't see anything wrong with it. And my old man could not have been cooler about it, but you could tell he was, he's looking at me thinking, wait, what? He knew I was dead serious. He knew I was dead serious. He said, no, we're just... We're going to call the cops. We'll just, we'll just, we'll just call the cops. And looking back on it now, I obviously think, whew, that was probably a little drastic for a couple of dirt balls stealing a chainsaw. But without hesitation, without a second thought, I was just going to go kill him. Now, that's not because I was some sick freak. I mean, I am a sick freak. That's how you have to think. You think in terms like that in combat, and you don't just turn it off when you come back. Now, let's go to Athens, Tennessee, 1946. You are fresh back from the Pacific where you've seen Japanese soldiers commit war crimes that can't even be described on this family-friendly show. You've been in North Africa fighting Nazis. You've seen your buddies shot, burned, stabbed, and incinerated across the globe, and you have returned the favor. You come back and find out that sheriff's deputies are killing your guys and bullying your people, you begin to think in different terms. 
Veterans are doing their poll watching. The deputies are doing their poll watching. It is tense, to put it mildly. Finally, an old black farmer walks in to cast his vote. They assumed the farmer was voting Republican. Also, remember when I said they brought in a bunch of guys from out of town? Guys from out of town, maybe other parts of the South, some scumbag criminal at the time, would almost undoubtedly have some different racial views, to put it mildly. And when you're from out of town, you don't really realize how everyone else thinks. He probably saw a black guy walk in and thought, I can talk to this guy any way I want and treat him any way I want. After all, I'm sure everyone around here feels the same. Uh, It's not that way in smaller communities. He told the black guy he couldn't vote. He then called him the N-word. The black guy obviously has a big issue with this. The sheriff's deputy pulls out brass knuckles and hits him with it. That's assault with a deadly weapon. I should put it. I, I should put that out there for you. Hits him with it. The black dude takes off running with his ballot. The sheriff's deputy shoots him in the back. He thinks he's going to get away with this. Now it's on. The veterans freak. The townspeople freak out. And they get on the phone right away, to their credit, holding themselves back. And they call the governor of of Tennessee, and they call the attorney general of of Tennessee, and they say, get down here now. These freaking corrupt scumbags are shooting people at the polls. The AG says, "Uh, who is this? Sorry, I'm busy today. They get nowhere because they're all in on it. Well, now you're in trouble. Now a mob of citizens begins to gather. The cops are now severely outnumbered. They take a couple of the poll watchers who were there. Remember the poll watchers? They take them hostage and bar the doors. They haul the votes to the jail, take a couple poll watchers hostage and bar the doors. Veterans now have had enough. This actually happened The veterans go to the National Guard armory in town and loot it for all the military weapons. Now you have World War II veterans armed to the teeth. The cops follow the veterans there, only the cops do not realize who they're dealing with. Soon, all seven cops who followed them are chained to trees out in the wilderness, and the veterans left them there. Then they take them back, or then they they take their weapons back into town. We, in, In the meantime, I should point out, one veteran who had one arm and it was missing the fingers on another hand, he lost them in North Africa, had been beaten almost to death with a blackjack from a sheriff's deputy. This is going off now. Now all the deputies have retreated into the jail with the ballots and the veterans Armed veterans surround the jail and say, bring the ballots out now. Only when I say surround the jail, understand something. There's how you would surround the jail, and there's how trained combat veterans would surround the jail. Once you've been to combat, once you know how to handle yourself and handle a small unit, It's just different. You think combat 
is holding your weapon, aiming it, and shooting. It's movement. It's communication. It's position. That's who wins in combat. These veterans not only have military-grade weaponry, they have the high ground. They have the jail locked down, and these veterans are simply better at killing people than the deputies inside. They have it surrounded. Not only do they surround it, Couple cops walk out, do some threats, talk a little tough. Couple cops go down. Shot, boom, dang. Now you're down. Now it's different, isn't it? You're not, you see, you're not dealing with helpless farmers now. The big boys are back here. The two cops who were shot live. They crawl back into the jail. You now have several deputies who have been wounded. The troops then begin to blow things up. They have dynamite. They have Molotov cocktails. They're dynamiting squad cars. They're burning things down. The deputies inside are scared to death. They ask the veterans if they will allow an ambulance through to get some of the wounded out. The veterans agree. Yeah, get your wounded out. Remember, the veterans are still only demanding the ballot boxes at this time. The ambulances come through and Cantrell, remember the sheriff and his buddy who are not wounded, leave the wounded deputies in the jail and sneak into the ambulances and take off. They should make a movie about this. Now veterans are really angry. Now they rush the jail. And let me clarify again. These are men who know how to rush a jail by this point. They know how to storm a building. They don't storm it like you would. They know exactly what they're doing. Fire and maneuver, communication. Explosions were undoubtedly used, if nothing else, just to, just to confuse They storm the jail. They find the deputies on the inside of the jail sobbing and begging for mercy so they won't be killed. The veterans do give it to them. The veterans actually stop the town people from killing a different deputy. Remember remember something. Remember the hatred you would have for being helplessly preyed upon by these guys. The townspeople had surrounded one of these deputies and slashed his throat open. The vets stopped them from finishing him off. Another guy had been shot in the face. Deputy. It's bad. It's really bad. We're going to wrap up our tale here. We're going to talk about these shocking poll numbers, my story of political corruption, and that lesson about power. Hang on. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Uh, 
Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Jesse Kelly. Back soon. Remember the deputy who hit the black guy with brass knuckles and then shot him? Yeah, he almost gets beaten to death as well. The town is angry. The veterans are angry. But the soldiers, the troops actually take control of the entire town, declare martial law. Knox Henry does become the sheriff. The veterans don't really have a platform except for anti-corruption. No more free gambling dens. No more prostitution. No more moonshining. No more bribery. No more none of that. In fact, they arm the citizens. The newspapers, this is this is maybe my favorite part of the story. Nationally, because newspapers are all state worshipers anyway, the newspapers were trying to sell this experiment as a town of lawlessness. There was virtually no crime. Knox ends up doing two terms as sheriff. The corruption in Athens was gone. We're good. You know, one thing that's a guarantee about power 100% of the time. You can look back historically and you will know the words I'm about to say to you are right. Because they always turn out to be right. The guarantee about power is it ends. There's always a time limit. And what's wild is so often, almost all the time, the people with it, the people who have a hold on it, they conduct themselves as if it's going to last forever. Power doesn't last forever. And if you'd like to avoid getting shot in the face or blown up one day, or the various other terrible things that have happened to people who lose power, it's really a good idea not to abuse people when you have it. What would it take for a bunch of rural, almost universally Bible-believing Tennessee farmers to hold down a sheriff's deputy and slash his throat open? It would take being abused for far too long. That's what it would take. Power ends. 
If you are looking around as I have, and we're going to get to these poll numbers here in a second. If you're looking around as I have at the absolute disaster that is our system, the completely leftist-controlled, globalist-controlled disaster that is our American system now, our lost culture that we now have to win back, and you're thinking to yourself, well, not only are we in a terrible spot, it doesn't look like we're going to be changing direction anytime soon. In fact, we're in a terrible spot and we're racing the opposite way. And if you're like me, you have these moments where you think about that and you look at it and you think to yourself, this is hopeless. What are we even doing this for? I do Look, I do politics for a living. Right? Three hours of radio every day, an hour of TV every day on my show on the first. Four hours every day. I talk politics and I have moments, not many, but I have moments where I think, man, why even bother? Why even bother? But here's why we bother there's an expiration date on all this. Now, when it expires, I don't know. How it expires, I don't know. I hope it doesn't involve shooting anyone in the face or slashing anyone's throat. I certainly wouldn't want that. But I do know there is an expiration date on it. Maybe maybe you will see it in your lifetime. Maybe I'll see it in my lifetime. Maybe I won't. Maybe my kids will. Maybe their kids will. But there is an expiration date on these scumbags who run things now. There is. And I know this for a fact because history tells me so. That's why we talk about history every day on the show. We are here to learn together. We are not going to get wrapped up as it's so easy to do in the here and now and think to ourselves, this is the only time this has ever happened. Because it's not. Because it never is. If you have moments where you get seriously down, and maybe you're in these moments right now about politics, about the election. It looks like Biden's probably going to pull it off. and oh, the, My kid's school's a disaster and college sucks and the media's gross and Hollywood's terrible and I can't even... Uh, it's okay. It's human. But just know... There's an expiration date on this. All right, we have remote-controlled machine guns and shocking pole numbers. Hang on. You know, your house smells. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. My house smells, too. I'm not, I'm not indicting you. I'm sure you keep a clean home, but just time means you're going to acquire smells, whether those are cooking smells that get in your paint and your carpet. Maybe they're animal smells. Maybe you're a smoker or someone else was. Just living creates smells. I didn't realize that my home had a smell to it until I got my first Eden Pure Thunderstorm, the greatest air purifier I've ever, ever owned in my life. This thing, I had it plugged in for two hours. I came back in the room and my air smelled so clean. 
I now own three of them. I'm not making that up. This thing has absolutely changed me on top of what it's done for my allergies. Go get one. Get two. Be like me and get three. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE. That gets you 10 bucks off and free shipping. EdenPureDeals.com. Promo code JESSE. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.